Hey y'all. Okay. So it is November the 6th. We still don't have an answer as to who our president's going to be yet, but that's okay because we're not talking about politics right now anyway. Haha. -ha, you know what we are going to talk about? We're going to talk about Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And this is your 10th episode of Get Lit Arary with me, your host, Christina Fivecoat. Okay, so Elizabeth Gilbert, as you may know, wrote the international bestseller, Eat, Pray, Love. She'd written several other books, but Eat, Pray, Love was the one that I think put her on the map, right? So... <clears throat> We're going to talk about her book, Big Magic, and that is like the big magic or creative living beyond fear, right? Um, and in her book, she talks about like how everybody basically is creative. We all have things that we're really good at doing or not so great at doing, but then maybe we want to do, right? We have this like itching feeling of this idea of something that we want to try, but fear holds us back. Okay, so she talks about having fear that prevents us from using our creativity to you know, on, on things that make us happy, right? Because, you know, maybe we don't want to paint a picture because we're not that great at painting or write a poem and we're not great writers. Um, her idea is that, you know, it's fine. But don't let it can like, you know, that's fine to let like uh, your fear in as a passenger in your life, but don't let it take the wheel. Don't give it the right to drive your life and decide where you go. Right. So Big Magic explains how we're all creators and that there's no right or wrong way to like to do things, to write a book. There's no right or wrong way to do things just in general like you get one life okay you get we like there is no next time this is the only life you get right so what she is saying is to use your life to to take advantage of this life that you were given and take a chance on yourself whatever idea that pops in your head of something that you want to try just go for it right don't let fear hold you back um there's some key like things that you're supposed to get out of this. Um, so we'll go through some of those. Um, I love, love, loved her idea that inspiration or ideas that like they're, they're living organisms. And I can't remember what she called it and it'll probably come to me, but like, how they like they come to you and they're like knocking on your door and they're like, hey, I have I'm I'm this great idea. You should totally go with this thing, right? So for example, I and I'll talk about other examples from the book, but for example, for my life, I have been toying with this idea for a few years of writing a memoir or writing about my family or my life or whatnot. So I started, I actually have like about 19, 22 pages in. I can't remember what the count is now. Um, but I, I've been messing. And so, like I said, that's not far. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I think I said that in a previous episode, right? Um, so we're a long ways away from me ever having a book. But um, I always, I, I like keep returning to this idea. And in her book, she talks about, you know, these ideas are knocking on your door. And if you don't do something with them, they're going to leave you and go go find somebody else that's going to actually do something with the, with the idea. And she gives an example of, of something like that that had happened, but I'm getting ahead of myself because I am going to go in order, right? Because I, I started maybe an episode or two ago about taking notes, right? So um, the first idea is that you get one life, okay? And so don't let fear stop you from living creatively. Like, you know, I like I had just said, like, don't, don't be afraid to do something because you think, oh, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not good enough. Or I don't really know how to do this thing. So what? Take a class, right? And that's a whole other thing that she talks about. But um, she's like, don't, you know, if you really want to, to try something, if you really want to paint, go take an art class and figure it out or read a book. You don't even have to take class. But like, do something, right? Start drawing. Start painting. Do something with that idea that is, is, it's like, oh, I really want to do this thing. Okay, so go do that thing, right? Oh, I really would like to learn how to, I don't know, paint murals. Okay, so find somebody like that paints murals and see if you can help them somehow, you know? Just do, do something with the ideas that you have that come into your life because, that's how you become creative or not creative is by actually doing something. So they're not there. So I talked about that idea. The next idea was talk, learn to notice when an idea is knocking at your door. Like I said, um, and she says that like ideas are living, breathing and growing around us and they exist for someone to realize them. Right. And when I said I was going to talk about this, this one from the book that she mentions, um, she thinks that ideas like float around in the universe, right? Have you ever heard of like the secret? You speak things into existence. You think things into existence. Well, she's saying like ideas are living mystical things, right? Like air or something, right? That just kind of, well, air is not necessarily a mystical thing unless you are of one of those religions that believes in like the spirit of the whatever insert thing. Um, so this is, this is a, a concept that I was really drawn to because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. We only know what we know because we've studied things, right? We don't We don't know where ideas come from. They come from our minds, right? Or do they? <laughs> I just blew your mind. Um, so yeah, she thinks that ideas are like mystical things that are just literally like knocking on your door or in your mind that just like float around you and they're like, hey, I'm this great idea. Why don't you uh, take advantage of me? Um, and so she gives an example of how, so, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert's an author, as is Ann Patchett. And so they had met and then they started letter writing each other. 
And she, you know, she was talking about how, oh, Anne's written this book. And, you know, then they were both like, I feel like they sat down at a lunch or something and they were like, oh, I was writing this book. And then Anne was like, oh yeah, you know, I was writing this book too. And then, um, Elizabeth was like, oh, tell me about your book. And Anne was all like, oh, this is about my book. And she like described literally the same idea. Obviously, you know, Anne has the ability with these ideas to go run wherever her creative thinking mind takes her. But essentially, the basic concepts were the same. The same book. They were writing about the same topic. And Elizabeth had previously she was writing about it and then she put it away in a desk or whatever to to go work on something else or something about her husband or I can't remember um but then it's like this idea like swapped minds when they had met isn't that crazy it's crazy right but I mean stranger things have happened if you believe in you know the paranormal spirit type things that exist in the world, why wouldn't you believe that ideas, you know, inspire whatever, are living things that can be passed from person to person? So, you know, that's just a thing. I mean, who knows? I don't know. But I mean, if it is, don't let your ideas leave you and go to somebody else. Go do something with them. Okay, so we're going to move on. Um, give yourself permission to create no matter how afraid you are of failure. Okay. So, um, she talks about how we're basically like our own worst enemy when it comes to stuff like that, because we talk ourselves out of things like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not creative enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I don't know the right words to do this thing. And that's exactly how I felt when I ran for um, office a couple of years ago. Like, who am I to run for office? Because I don't know anything about anything. And I mean, I still don't know anything about anything when it comes to running for office. But as a person, I can be able to differentiate like what is good for people and what isn't good for people, right? When companies are trying to take advantage of people or when things are actually going to be good for the public and not for bad. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm good at doing stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of politics. So I, I'm not going to say that's why I didn't get elected. I'm going to say I had no experience with that sort of thing. And so that's why I didn't get elected. But whatever. The point is, who cares? I gave it a shot. You know what I mean? You don't let yourself talk yourself out of it, right? It's like you're your own worst enemy. You have to like talk to yourself. You have to give yourself permission. You have to talk to yourself like, yeah, I can do this. If you want to paint, be like, I'm an artist. Or, you know, if you want to run for office, I'm a politician. I am, you know, whatever. You like have to speak positivity into the world, right? She gave an example about how when she, um, before she got her big break, right, with Eat, Pray, Love, she had written all these, um, this, this, this article. She wrote an article and she sent it into a magazine, I think, and they, the specific like editor wrote her back and was like, you know, I'm going to pass. And then after she became 
written a bestseller and became super famous and her, whoever, I don't even know who, sent it to the exact same magazine, to the exact same editor. And this time they were like, I love it. This reminds me of something. And she was like, huh, I bet you it reminds you of this article that I wrote forever ago. It's the same article. But the difference is she's different. She's different because now she's published, right? So don't let yourself talk yourself out of something that could be just because you haven't made it yet, basically. Like, you don't know how good you are or if you're going to get discovered or anything like that. You don't know when your big break is going to be. So just don't give up on yourself because had she done that, had she not, had she taken that rejection from that editor the first time, she maybe not ha wouldn't have written a bestseller, you know? So just don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your ideas. Don't give up on your dreams, that sort of thing. And like, it's just, it's just, just don't like it. Basically it says like, let it be what it is. If it's, if you like painting and everybody else thinks your painting is shit, then so what? Do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. Do it because you like doing it. And then, um, okay, next idea. Um, academic titles won't help you create, but life experience will. Okay, so um, she is like basically like everything she learned in school didn't help her to become a better writer, right? Didn't help her to become a bestseller. There are hundreds of thousands of people who went to school for writing, they're not all bestsellers. There are some people who are waitresses or cleaning ladies that have become bestsellers. Okay, that's the point. The point is, is that you're, you don't need to get a degree to do what you love. I am currently, um, I've been reading this book that, where is this book? It's called, um, and I haven't finished it because it was part of this HR training thing that I just haven't finished reading yet. Um, and it's called Be a Kick-Ass Boss, uh, Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity by Kim Scott. And in this book, where was I going with this thought? Um, <laughs> oh, in this book, she, this Kim Scott had mentioned that at Google, there was this like crazy, ridiculous rule that you couldn't apply to work in this one department unless you had this like computer technology degree, whatever. Right. And so they literally lost the founder of Pinterest because they didn't have that degree. They they this person was like, hey, I want to do this thing. And they were like, mm, but, you know, you don't really qualify for that. And so then this person was like, fuck you and went and founded Pinterest. Okay, so I'm sure they didn't say fuck you. But my point is they founded Pinterest and they still didn't have that degree. And so that's what I'm saying is that just because you don't have the degree in something doesn't mean you can't create something regardless of, you know, regardless of the fact that you don't have. So you don't need to have gone to school for, you know, art, whatever to become a painter or whatever just just do your thing do it for you okay and if you happen to get published great if people buy your art fantastic um and which leads us to the next key idea is don't force your art to pay your rent okay so if you're going to do this do it for you 
don't do it to pay your rent. Because <laughs> if that's why you're doing it, you may not be so successful. And she talks about like how um, Tony Morrison and J.K. Rowling had like worked forever, even, you know, and she herself even worked after she published like her first books because you know, you, you don't know if it's, if you're going to be successful at that thing, right? You don't know. And so they're just saying like, keep, don't quit your day job. <laughs> don't quit your day job. Let your day job pay your rent. Have an affair with your creativity, right? Do that, do that thing that you love on the side because of the next key pursue your art with the mind of a trickster not a martyr okay so like you don't want to end up hating what you do because you are trying to force it to to be this thing that it's not intended to be like don't don't kill yourself over trying to be a painter and sell your art to pay your rent just paint because you love to paint you know, so that's, I mean, if you can at some point break from having a day job, fantastic, but don't end up hating what you, what your day job is because, or, or don't, I mean, just, just, just don't be, just don't stop being creative because it can't pay your rent, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. It just, just, it just says like, you know, do things to like boost your creativity too. You know, I mean, I don't know what. So, um, like she talked about like Brene Brown, how Brene Brown is a great storyteller, but a terrible writer. Okay. So she talked about how like tricking herself <coughs> helped her to be a better writer and the way she did it, Brene Brown would pay her, I don't know who it was, friends, people around her, to listen to her tell stories and take notes. And then Brene Brown would take those notes and write her book from there. From there. Because she was like, when she had to sit down to type, to write, it was, it was like painstaking work. She couldn't do it. But to talk and tell people verbally stories, that was like a piece of cake for her. You know what I mean? And so it was like she found a way around it in order to, you know, to write her books, right? So then she would come back and be like, okay, is this what I said, right? And so, yeah, so that was that. Was that. And that's how you're like, okay, be a, be a trickster or whatever. Um, so yeah, so the, the whole point of this is like, you're only given one life, you know, take your creativity and do whatever you want with it, but don't kill it because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm not doing a great job at describing this book. I will say I highly recommend it. It's very inspiring. It's especially like if you've ever like me had an idea that you wanted to do something this is this is the kind of like motivational push that you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I really do need to write that memoir, you know, and so I might come home and I'll write like 
three more pages. Three more pages might, might not sound like a lot to you, but to me, it's three more pages that I didn't have before. And so I'm not going to like beat myself up over it because I feel like eventually I'll tell my story. You know, eventually it'll get done. Eventually, I don't know if anyone will ever even read it or care, but it's something that, you know, at least in the in the end, I can leave it for my kids to maybe, you know, tell them about more of like who I was and who our family is. And um, then they won't have like, some of the, I don't want to say regrets that I have, but like I, I've told you all before, my mom died last year and, you know, there's, there are places that like, I think about that I did have her write some things and this, um, this, this book from Hallmark, you know, one of those like mother kind of fill, fill in the blank kind of books. Right. But like, I didn't ask her more questions. And there's a ton of questions in this book. But I mean, I didn't ask her to like take me around to where she grew up, where she lived when she was five, where she went to school, what you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Like I didn't do all that. And so in my memoir, I'm trying to describe to my kids mostly, I think, um, my life, where I and I've taken my kids to where I live, where I lived and where I grew up and I don't necessarily feel like they care right now, but they might when I'm gone. And so that is more like my idea of writing my memoir. And, and I don't know that I'll ever actually get it published, but like it's something I can leave behind to them. And maybe that's like morbid, but um, it's it's my idea of being creative and writing and I'm not necessarily caring if I get published, but that would be cool if I did, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to do it to make money or to have it to talk about on this podcast. Uh, it's just a, it's just a thing that I want to do, you know, um, because I want to. And so that that's all basically what her book is saying. Like, don't don't do things for monetary purposes or for uh, fame or, you know, for anything. Just do it because you like it. Do it because you want to. So, yeah. She talked about, oh, there was this one who, um, she was like her age or whatever. I don't even remember. But she talked about like how this girl, when she was real young, wanted to skate. And at some point you give up skating when you're not when you're trying to be competitive and you're not really good, you're not going anywhere with your skating. Right. And so, um, she was just like, I was trying to figure out like when I was my happiest and when she was her happiest was when she was skating, when she was ice skating. And so then she went back to start ice skating again and she wasn't any as good as she was when she was younger and she wasn't trying to compete. She was just doing it for fun because it made her happy. And so that's all this is about, really, is it's like, you know, it's 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 like the, those things like that just make you happy and make you creative and inspire you. And so that's what I think this book is about, is just like not giving up on your creativity or any kind of, you know, what you think is an asinine idea of something that you want to do. Just do it because 
Who cares? Who cares? Just do it. Just do it for you. Okay, that's the end of this episode. I really hope you liked it and definitely read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Till next time. Bye.